0: Hey everyone, I'm excited to share a game-changing resource with you. It's our free guide to transform your goals with small wins. Ever wished for a practical method to build unstoppable confidence in your ability to finish what you start? Great, well this guide is available on our website and introduces you to the proof jar method. A transformative approach to achieving your goals one small win at a time. Head over to head-coach.com.au forward slash proof jar and grab your free copy. Proof jar, P-R-O-O-F-J-A-R. Trust me, this is the missing piece to your journey of becoming a true finisher. Don't miss out. Go to the link and download today. G'day, g'day. Welcome to another episode of More Life Less Drama, episode 31, coming at you. So how is everybody? I hope everybody's having a great week. I'm just curious. I'm just putting this out there. What's everyone's experience with full moons? I was completely wiped out yesterday. So much lethargic energy, like just no energy, huge headache, but just, yeah, that real drained sort of feeling. And then today I just saw something pop up that it was a full moon on the 27th, which Makes so much sense. Every time there's a full moon, I feel like I am wiped out the next day. So, if anybody is listening <laughs> that has any idea about this, give me a shout out and tell me what's going on. Why does this affect my body so much and my energy levels? I'm sure, Donna Lee, if you're listening to this, you could definitely share with me a little bit more. I would love to know. So, yeah, interested to know if somebody also has the same experience as that or if it's just me. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with the moon. Who knows? Who knows? So on to today's episode. Last week, if you listened to the episode, I encouraged you to dive in for a seven-day challenge with yourself to do those three simple things like making a bed, writing a sentence, and something of your choice. And I'm really curious as well to know if you actually followed through and did that. And what did you do? How did it work out? And most importantly, what excuses came up that kept you from not doing it. So if you didn't do it and you intended to do it, say you printed out the worksheet and you went, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my bed for seven days. I'm going to write that sentence for seven days and I'm going to make sure the kitchen's cleaned every night for seven days and then you didn't do it. I want to know what stopped you. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about our excuses What we're doing is we're going into the 10 best excuses that are keeping you stuck. That's what we're talking about today. I bet there's more than 10, but also I bet there's a few that you use all the time that come up every single time that you want to make any sort of change and you say to yourself, oh, but, and then insert the excuse that you always use. Does it ever feel like it's a habit using your excuses? And I say that because I think it is. A lot of the time, these excuses that we have just become habits. We find ourselves saying the same thing before we've even had the opportunity to assess if it's something that we really want to do. A great example of this actually is saying no when kids ask you for something. I noticed over my child-rearing years, you know, I've been doing it for 21 years now, it's like this automatic no Maybe you had to say no a lot to start with. Then it just became a habit. And every time a kid asked you a question or asked you to do something or whatever the case may be, the automatic reaction was no. I've noticed this because I'm helping with these kids over the last few months and it has been a conscious practice for me not to say no automatically. Which, you know, hey, my kids are going to benefit from this as well. Not that they get the no a lot anymore, but I still find myself in that habit of saying no. I want to say no all the time. I don't even know why I want to say no. So that's an example of this excuse or the habit response. So first of all, before we dive into the 10 best excuses that are keeping you stuck, I want to define what excuses are and why they are significant. To me, an excuse is a justification for not doing what you said you would do, because in the context of my work and my life, the excuse is always the justification about why you didn't follow through. That is the main definition of an excuse in my world. Of course, there's other definitions of excuses and feel free to look them up. But for this podcast and for this episode, and in this context, this is what it means. It's almost like a pretense, usually one that can be logically overcome. So just think about it. When I was saying no, using no as an excuse, no, it's too hard, no, I don't have time, whatever the no was, it most probably, if you actually unpacked it, there's must be a logical way to overcome the excuse. It is just a pretense. It's just a habit. It can also be a great way to blame others and circumstances that are out of your control. Be like, oh, well, it was the weather. I couldn't go for my walk because it rained, even though there's a gym around the corner <laughs> that you've signed up for and pay your fee for but you never actually go to. There's <laughs> also a great excuse and, like, justification to blame other people in your life for not doing things as well. Like, again, the example of going to the gym. You know, you could say, oh, I had a really terrible night. With my child, they are the reason that I can't go to the gym today because I'm too tired. Okay, so just start to gather an understanding about what excuses are and what they are to you. And I'm sure you already know, without me going into too much detail, about what your best excuses are. We all have like a top 10 best excuse for sure. And the reason it is important to understand what excuses are holding you back and keeping you stuck is because I know you have big dreams and goals. Like I know it. You tell me all the time. You're constantly showing up to achieve them and you're baffled a lot of the time about why it's not happening. I want to keep reminding you that you do have these big dreams and goals and that you're allowed to and that you're allowed to have something that's inspiring you to wake up in the morning and keep moving forward. I'm constantly going to tell you this because I want you to believe it for yourself. I don't want you to ever quit and quit on yourself and quit on your dreams. I want you to keep problem-solving, keep understanding what it is, and the excuses is a big reason for it. Imagine an excuse is like an anchor tied to a balloon. They may just seem small and insignificant and harmless, but each excuse added, like you putting the anchor on the balloon every time you offer up an excuse or a justification about why you didn't follow through, That weight is keeping your aspirations from soaring high. Letting go of your excuses will allow your dreams to rise freely and float into the sky of possibility because, believe me, my friends, there is plenty of possibility out there. You often put yourself in a box of what can be achieved because of your circumstances or your belief patterns. But believe me. There is a plethora of opportunity out there. You just have to allow your balloon to rise, take those anchors off and let it soar into that world of possibility. In personal growth, it is the excuses that is keeping you stuck. If you feel that feeling of stuck, it is your excuses holding you there. And I know they might be small, and like I said, some of them feel so insignificant and like, oh, they don't really matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I don't go to the gym today. But if you don't go to the gym any days, then maybe your health will deteriorate. Maybe your bone density is not going to be as great when you're in your 60s. So it's all those small little changes that we do along the way and stepping outside our comfort zone when we really don't want to do something that builds the discipline to have the life that we want now and into the future. So I want you to eliminate the idea that any excuse is small. Maybe think every time you have an excuse, I want you to think to yourself, all right, this excuse is just another weight on my balloon that is holding me from my best life. (laughs) And think of it like that. And it's like, oh, that's right. If I add that weight to the balloon, it's still weighing it down. It's doing the opposite of what I want it to. So just think about it in that way. I do want you to reflect on your own excuses why I'm talking through these top 10 examples. And I want to highlight the importance of your self-awareness in this process. I am fully 100% responsible for my life and the same goes for you. And I want you to fully 100% step into that responsibility. There is no one coming to save you, like Mel Robbins says. It's all on you. You have to do the things that you want to do. And if you're not getting the results that you want, well, it's on you as well. I know that's really hard to hear sometimes, but it's also so liberating because if we can get ourselves stuck, we can also get ourselves unstuck. So here are the 10 best excuses that are keeping you stuck. So I'm going to go through these one by one, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about them in depth. Fear of failure, lack of time, not enough resources, external blame game, perfectionism, lack of confidence, being in your comfort zone, waiting for the right moment, comparison trap, and overwhelm. They are the top 10 reasons keeping yourself stuck, and they're all riddled with a million different excuses that align to each one of those. So the first part that I want to actually dive into before we break each one apart is the importance of your mindset in overcoming these excuses. Because really, the excuse is just highlighting your limiting belief. And you know I've done a lot of episodes already on limiting beliefs, so I'm not going to go too much into it. So the first change is to work on your mindset, which I know you're already doing, and it's a continual process. It is never-ending. I would love to say that one day you can stop doing this work, but as humans, we are always evolving, and so it's always going to be there to do. There's always going to be something that comes up and highlight an emotional charge that's happening in your body, and that's totally fine, and I'm committed to the fact that I can do this work forever. I'm happy to work on myself until the day I die. So as I said, the first change is in your mindset. Without working on your mindset first, any action you take will be fruitless. It got me thinking. Yesterday, I was sitting at the doctor's. No, I was sitting at the dentist with my son Oscar, we're talking about getting braces. And she said to me something that made me realise it's sort of like an analogy of growth as well. She was like, "The teeth will move fast. Like once we put the braces on, the teeth are just going to like move really quickly into place where we want them to be." but the bone needs to catch up, and that's what takes the longest. And it got me thinking because I was like, of course, it's the same with anything. You can actually change your thinking really quickly because you can think one thing one day and, you, you know, in the next second you can think something else intentionally, but it's the practice of it and the repeating process of doing that work that actually cements it in, like the bone growth when you're having braces. Yeah, you can shift your teeth really fast and shift your mindset really fast. But if you don't hold them there and hold that tension, which ultimately is what's going on, then as soon as you take your braces off, your teeth are going to move back to where they were or out of place. I thought the analogy was quite sweet because it's like, of course, all the metaphor. It's like, yeah, we have to actually allow time for these new thoughts to actually cement into our unconscious which again is something I've talked about a lot on the podcast. For example, if you believe you're a person who can never be organized, that you are an unorganized person, can you see the attachment to your identity there? Then taking all the action in the world to become organized and maybe getting a professional organizer to organize your whole house, as soon as they leave and you're in charge, and if you're still thinking that you're an unorganized person, then within a week... Your house will be back in chaos again because you're like, I just don't believe that I'm an organized person. Yeah, you'll just be pushing everything uphill. You haven't allowed time for your new identity to cement because your internal dialogue will always want to be proven right. So every time you go to take action towards cleaning out your cupboard or keeping things tidy, all your excuses will come up. I don't have time, I don't have any garbage bags, it's too hot, I don't know what to do, all those things. This is too much for me. That is still aligning with the old identity. So you have to allow your new identity to form and compound and cement in before you can actually stop doing the work so intensely. So the first part of this process is pretty intense, like changing your mindset is an intense process. I did this myself, like I started as a person that had so much belief about myself that wasn't serving me. And for the first three years of my own self-development, it was intense. It was a daily practice. It shifted the needle. And now it's, it's like maintenance, I suppose. So changing your mindset is an essential step into undoing all your excuses. So just as a highlight, if you haven't listened to me before and you haven't heard how I do this process, it can be really easy, but it's also this essential step. It's basically identifying your old belief pattern, understanding it, and then choosing something new to think about yourself to shift your identity for the long term. Maybe it's, I currently think I'm an unorganised person. I am working on it. That might be the sentence that you practice for like three months and that's totally fine. As soon as you believe that, then you move on to the next sentence. Eventually, you'll get to the place where you have full conviction when you say, I'm a super organized person and just believe it. And all the proof around you shows you that you are an organized person. That's the perfect way to get somewhere different in your mind. So, I've worked on this process with many people. It's the basis of what I do in my coaching practice, and it works. The more airtime you give to the new belief you are practicing, the more you are willing to believe it. And the more, just like the braces holding the teeth in place for a long extended period of time, holding the tension until they're like, ah, oh, this is the place that we're meant to be. We're not going to shift anymore. Same as your mindset. So working on your mindset along with action is the way forward to undoing all your excuses. So let's just break these top excuses down. So the fear of failure. It might sound like, oh, I might fail, so it's better not to try at all. Have you ever said that to yourself or thought that or had the feelings of that? It's like, oh, I'm too scared to try because I might fail. I hear a lot of people say this all the time. It's a very common excuse. And the way to undo this excuse is to start small, start taking small steps, acknowledging that failure is part of growth and it's totally fine. The fear of failure is keeping you stuck and your excuses are just allowing it to be there. You're indulging in the fear rather than just leaning into it. The second one, lack of time. I laugh when I hear this because it's such a common excuse and I myself use this all the time. The I'm too busy right now, I don't have time for this conversation that I have with myself in my mind. What I found is that we generally always do have time. We're just not making time for ourselves. So you might be juggling family and work and you believe you just don't have time. And believe me, I understand it. I understand that we've got a lot of full lives. There's an abundance of things that we are doing out in life. And yeah, there's lots to do. I realize that. Though effective time management and prioritisation is different because different to allowing your excuse. So when we're saying I can't do it instead of I won't make time to do that, we can actually improve this in our mindset and in our action because, look, if we did a time study on you and broke down all the time that you spent on certain things, I bet there's time you have to learn to carve out dedicated hours to do the things that you want to do. If you don't do that, you're never going to do it. You're never going to change anything. So that's lack of time. This next one is not enough resources. It goes something like, I don't have the money or the skills or the tools to get started. Have you ever said that one to yourself? I know I have all the time. It also comes out in I don't know how. of excuse as well. When you're feeling you know, maybe a financial restraint on something that you want to do, I always ask people, how resourceful can you be? Actually, it's not the question that I ask, but I ask them in a way that they're like, well, if that happened, of course I would do X, Y, and Z. And people get so resourceful. I'm so surprised at how resourceful people are. And so if you're using this as an excuse, just lean in more to resourcefulness and be like, I can make this happen. I can figure it out for sure. I might not know how I can do this now, but I'm going to figure it out. For example, if you're like, I really want to do some learning or personal development, but I don't have the funds right now to invest in a coach or a program. So there's so much free stuff out on the internet that you can start with. And that's using your resourcefulness. (laughs) The next one is the external blame game. This sounds like it's not my fault. X, Y, and Z are holding me back. So the external factors, you know, my kids, my husband, the weather, whatever it might be, this is a really common one as well. And again, as all of these, I've used all of them and possibly still use them occasionally as well to this very day. So instead of focusing on things that are outside of your control, because anyone, anything that anybody else does, says, does not do the weather, all that type of stuff is outside of your control. You can't control that. So instead, we're talking about leaning into what you can control and figuring that out. What can I do right now that is possible for me? Not thinking about anybody else, not blaming anybody else for your reasons not to. Give it a go. It might help you overcome this blame game excuse. The next one is perfectionism. Mm. This is an interesting one. It shows up in all sorts of ways. Basically, it says, I need everything to be perfect before I can begin. So have all my ducks lined up in a row. And I love all those memes out there of the ducks scattered everywhere and people are like, we're just starting anyway. <laughs> and it's exactly what you need to do when perfectionism excuses is coming up. You need to lean in to the opposite of perfectionism and just starting before you're ready. I have to say, perfectionism has never been a killer excuse for me. I've always been a bit of a like just get in and get it done roughly and that's okay. I'm actually really happy to be that type of person. The perfectionism doesn't hold me back. It's really hard to coach on for me because I'm like so black and white about this perfectionism. It's like, just just give it a go. Just try it. Like what's, what's going to hurt? <laughs> Which is, you know, my mentality. And I have to say it's a great mentality to have because it doesn't hold me back. Perfectionism never holds me back. If I was suffering from perfectionism, this podcast would never happen because, hey, this is not a perfect podcast by any means. And yeah, so I'm just like, let's get it in. It's like this shitty first draft uh, theory that Brene Brown talks about. i will just roll with it. Let's start. I'm always done is better than perfect type of person. The next one is lack of confidence. And it sounds like... (sighs) I don't believe in myself. I'm not capable of succeeding. Like, who am I to think that I can do this? Who am I to think I can start a podcast or have a business or start like a craft project that I've never started before? That's what lack of confidence excuse looks like and sounds like. How to overcome this one is to really just, again, realize that learning and growth and confidence comes from embracing challenges they say courage before confidence. To get confident at anything, you first have to have the courage to try it out. Maybe it's the perfectionism holding you back. Courage is a huge thing to lean into here. Okay, this is a good one too, the comfort zone excuse. And it basically sounds like I'm comfortable here. Why would I risk stepping out into the unknown? I've heard so many people say this especially when it comes to staying in jobs. And the truth is they're not, they're not actually comfortable. Like they're going through all sorts of hell in these jobs and the places that they've outgrown, yet they're holding on to their limitations. They're staying there because they're thinking to themselves, "Why would I risk? You know, the great money that I'm on. Why would I risk the uncertainty of starting my own business?" And again, it's the courage that is required to Like lean into knowing that you're going to feel uncomfortable in change and it's totally okay. It's meant to. But as you evolve, your courage will also evolve, your confidence will grow and you'll have more clarity around what you want. But staying somewhere just because you're comfortable is never a great reason to stay in my book. The comfort zone stuff also really relates to any sort of change. It doesn't just have to be in careers, but it can be in changing your food, doing exercise. Like you feel discomfort every time you make a change and you really have to lean into the discomfort. Brooke Astero from the Life Coach School basically says success is in the discomfort. And so if you ever want to change, want to do things differently, achieve your goals, there's a level of discomfort that you must feel. And that means getting outside your comfort zone. The next one is, I'm waiting for the right moment. (laughs) I'll start when the perfect moment arises. Well, my friends, maybe that moment will never come. Maybe you will never see or feel like the right moment is going to happen. What are you going to do then? Are you just going to stay where you are because you feel comfortable in that little comfort zone of yours? And so if that's your excuse... Again, we, we keep leaning into the discomfort. It's like, I'm just going to start before I'm ready. It's the courage piece again. What we have to understand is that there is never a perfect time. You have to start right now when you're not ready or just ready enough. Like even if you have just this one little or nudge that you want to be doing something different, that's enough for you to start. And then once you start, you can then adjust your course along the way. So the next one is the comparison trap. Oh, others are way ahead. I can never catch up, so why bother? Look at them. They've got the perfect life. My life is not like that. Oh, they've got a better wardrobe than me. You know, I could never organise my stuff as well as them. So the way through this excuse is to firstly acknowledge that you're comparing yourself to others. Feel when that is happening and instead of focusing on others just focus on yourself focus on your lane focus on your unique strengths and how you are contributing to your growth journey that's all you need to do so the only person you need to be comparing yourself is the person that you were yesterday and it comes from this like 1% change thing all you need to do is change yourself 1% every day and get better every day If you find yourself in the comparison trap, check yourself. Make sure that you understand that all you can do is what's in your control. You can't compare yourself to others. They're not on the same journey as you. The comparison trap can be really lethal when it comes to our self growth. Another one that often comes up, and it's a major part of changing and doing things differently, is this sense of overwhelm. So, overwhelm hits and Usually what overwhelm when you're feeling that feeling, what it does is just completely stops you. You don't take any steps forward. You have thoughts like there's too much to do. I don't even know where to start. So you just don't start anywhere. <laughs> you no, know, mum talks about cleaning out her shed a lot and having a garage sale and stuff like that. And she goes, oh, I just don't know where to start. I, get, I just feel so overwhelmed when I go in there. And it's just a perfect excuse not to do anything it's okay. I realize that overwhelm can be a feeling that just puts a stop to everything and we can choose something different. So the best thing to do with all these excuses that you're having is to make them known and call them out and then decide to do something differently. Because if you don't do something differently and take the action, like I was talking about earlier, and you just work on the mindset, yes, it will progress you forward. And it's fantastic, but you also need the action so you can build the proof that you can do something differently. So, my best way to do this is this little process that I have taught lots and lots of people, and it works, and I still use it myself to this day. It's finding your top excuses and working through them one at a time. The first step is to stay in awareness and be the witness of your own words. From the perspective of a compassionate observer, I don't want you to judge your excuses or what is happening. I just want you to witness them so you can actually be aware and find them because sometimes they are just so habitual that we don't even know they exist. So the first part is figuring out they exist, like actually capturing them when you're saying them. So, say if somebody asks you out for coffee. Your feeling of like, I don't have time comes up, and you say that, oh, sorry, I don't have time. I'm so busy. Just notice yourself. That's the first step. The next step is to actually write it, write down that excuse. And then I want you to look at it and I want you to call it out as BS and say to yourself, this is BS because. And then the third part or the last part is to do something differently. Ask yourself, what am I willing to do instead? maybe in the case of the coffee date, is to say yes. Maybe you always say no out of habitual excuses. (laughs) So here's the recap again. Find your excuse, write it down, call it out as BS and Y, and then choose what you're willing to do instead. And then if you keep doing this on a repetitive cycle, you'll start to notice and capture them more, and then in the moment you can actually do something differently. That's the idea. We want to capture them. And instead of letting habit just take over, we want to be in awareness and consciously choose something else. That's the only way that you'll overcome your excuses. And in the background, you're working on all your mindset and all your limiting beliefs and you're stepping in and leaning into the courage and the the self-growth and like building your confidence in yourself that you can do this work and you will see a huge difference in the long run. It might be even short term that you see a difference. But in the long term, you will create a different life and you will be transformed. And that's the whole idea of personal growth. To wrap up, I just want to tell you that I know you can do this. Having these excuses in life, we're there to keep us safe at some point. But I know that you are in a space in your life that you are safe, that you are loved and supported, and that you can move through and grow into the person that you really want to be. It's time to do the work and uncover all those BS excuses that you're holding on to and choose to do something different. Okay, my friends, as usual, I hope this was really helpful and I look forward to hearing any feedback. Remember, reach out, let me know what you're working on. I'd love to hear from you and have a great week. Bye. Thanks beautiful people for listening into this podcast episode. A quick reminder that the guide to transform your goals with small wins is waiting for you on our website. Dive into the proof jar method and start building undeniable proof of your finisher's mindset. Don't miss out. Visit head-coach.com.au/proofjar. That's p r o o f j a r and grab your free copy now. All the links are in the show notes.